Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Brett Behrens, who is a 2005 Muhammad Seymour High School graduate. Most people probably know him as the uh, face of the sports department at WCIA Channel 3 in Champaign. Uh, he's been there since 2013 and sports director since December 2015. Brett, welcome today. Thanks. Appreciate you having me, Fred. It's great to catch up a little bit. Sure is. Well, I want to start with a little personal story first before we get into the questions, or I guess this will lead into a question, but uh, while I was at the News Gazette, I was involved in, in hiring the, the part-time people that we had for a number of those years, and we did hire some people that were in high school, but to my knowledge, there was only one person we ever hired that, who was in high school that then we also sent out to cover games, and uh, do you want to take a guess who that was? <laughs> for some reason, they let a kid in high school go out and have a byline, Fred, and I remember specifically, I had to write for a little while. It was with you and Jeff Mazidlo. Uh, I, I, I think I struck it off with you guys the best or, you know, like I worked closely with you guys the most and you wouldn't let, you didn't let me have a byline for a while, which completely understand. It just said by the news Gazette. And then I specifically remember it would have been about maybe November or December of, uh, maybe January that Oh, four, Oh five. The first time I saw my byline in the news Gazette, I was like, that is awesome. I loved it. I still remember it, Fred. Do you have that frame somewhere or not? I'm sure mom does. I She's got a lot of those clippings because that's what she does. She's a big big scrapbooker. I don't have them with me, but I, like I said, if, if I went to mom and said, hey, where's this at? She would know exactly, I'm sure. <laughs> so at, at that point in your life, did you see for yourself a, a career in some kind of sports journalism or not? Absolutely. I knew since seventh grade, this is a story I tell to a lot of people, that when I didn't make the basketball team in seventh grade, I started to think, okay, maybe being a professional baseball player is not going to work out. I know it's not the translation of sports, but in my mind as a middle schooler, that's what it went to. And so from that point on, growing up watching Chris Widlick, we were neighbors with Suzanne Reed and Muhammad, the former news anchor here at WCIA. I had a close connection to that and we would watch the news all the time. And so from that point on in seventh grade, it's funny how life works, right? I said, okay, maybe I could be on TV or maybe do some sort of media. And from that point on, I started exploring a ton of things, wrote for the high school paper. I was involved, uh, obviously, with the News Gazette and, and relationships led to that with you and, and getting that opportunity and, and just love of sports combining. So uh, what I like to say is I, I've always had a love of sports, and I thank my dad for that, and he's a huge sports fan. When I figured out I could do it as a career, and then I've – formed a love of storytelling. And I think that's the biggest thing that has really kind of engulfed all of this. When you can combine sports, which are huge in my life, and then this formed passion of storytelling for me, it's really taken off. And that's why I, I love the job so much. So yeah, it's, it's been something really since middle school that I've wanted to do. And, and I found my niche in television, but you know, doing all sorts of different things from newspaper and really starting out at the News Gazette with newspaper to radio to podcasting to all the different things a tv is where i i've, I've fallen and, and i love it who are some of your role models growing up people that maybe you kind of look to uh whether they were people you knew personally or maybe just people in the profession that uh, you really admire yeah for me it all started with chris widlick and i remind him every time that i see him he's over in indianapolis now working at the cbs over there and when I see him, which is a couple of times a year, I'm always like, hey, remember, I'm that kid that wanted to be you. And now I am you, so to speak. Uh, and so when I look back at the tapes here at WCI, we've got archive after archive of tapes. I mean, a, a, an entire room with thousands and thousands of tapes. 
And every so often, Fred, it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll go back into there to pull some video of a former high school athlete or Illinois athlete or whatever it may be. And we'll find the stories. And I love just sitting down and watching how they did TV 20, 30 years ago, because it is a lot different than we do it now. And yet it's very much still the same. I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, but the elements are still the same, how we produce the TV and, and certainly some elements of, of what we put on TV from a local news site is different because news is so much more different now. It's, it's, it's overflowing, right? The content is always there on your phone I and mean, everyone has their phone. That's, that's where the news comes from, not watching the six and 10 o'clock news at night, right? So it's different that way. But when I love uh, a chance to go back into that archive room to pull something else, I'll always find myself going to grab a story that Chris Widlick did and seeing how he did it. And growing up watching the Channel 3 News, that's who I wanted to be, so to speak. And so now to have that role is something that I don't take for granted. And I also remind Chris that he's pretty old, that uh, you know this young punk kid now has his job that he used to have. So, yeah. <laughs> So you started out after high school, you started out at Parkland College for a couple of years and transferred down to Southern in Carbondale. Uh, and then after you got your degree, you, you kind of stayed down in that area for your first job. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. I did. Yeah, I had a great internship with a sports director at the CB or at the ABC affiliate down in Southern Illinois. His name's Darren Kennard. So really good friends with him today. He was my boss at the time and really showed me the ropes about what local TV was in a uh, internship form where I could just be there all the time. And I specifically remember he had told me back when I started, which would have been, man, um, like 2009. So fall of 2009, August, probably uh, when I started that internship, he said, well, you can be here as much as you want to be here. Uh, your classes say you have to be here this much or whatnot. But like, whenever you want to come in, you can come in, right? Like this place is yours. You just take advantage of, of what you can, which little did he know that I would be the guy that was there like three or four or five nights a week. Cause I was just so hungry to do this. And it's funny. Now I tell our interns this exact same thing. Like, Hey, this is what your class says you have to be here for, but the cameras, the opportunity, like this is all you make what you want of it. And so for me, that parlayed into a part-time job being the weekend news producer at WSIL just a couple of months after I started the internship where they got me on part-time, I was making money while still in college producing the newscast. And which looking back now is somewhat terrifying, like that they let a kid do that. Right. It's funny how these things kind of work out. Right, Fred. But that also about six months later led to my first full-time job down there in the sports department. I was actually working part-time news as a reporter slash producer, and then part-time sports the other time. I did that for about a year before fully into sports. And, and we loved it down there. It was fantastic. My wife and I got married down there. Uh, would have stayed down there, but just felt like I needed to make a move uh, in my career to number one, better myself, but makes more money. I and mean, that's what it comes down to, right? At some point you got to make some more money in the business. And so uh, I, I wasn't able to move up there. There was somebody that was in front of me that was uh, older and had the position. And so even though I was promised that position there, uh, that once she left, she wasn't leaving, <laughs> right? So I just had to make a move. There's only so many jobs in the sports department in each market. And so fortunately in 2013, uh, this position to be the number three up here. So I was the number three down there. I took a lateral move, so to speak, um, professionally to come back to Champaign. But personally, it was a much better move because we were at home. We just had our first child. And so, it, you know, 
it was a give and take of, of what it was, but I'm so thankful that I did. I, I believe that God has timing for everything and that there's reason behind all of that. And, and it worked out very, very well. Here we are nine years later and, and I have the number one spot in the, in the sports department. And of course, you know, you, you, you come back to this area, there, there are no guarantees. I mean, nine years later, you could still be the number three. Uh, oh, know, sure. All the people yeah. ahead of you could have, you know, stayed and not moved on. So I, you know, you, you come here hoping you're going to get the chance to move up, but there, you really don't know, do you? No, I didn't. And, you know, I had only planned on being here for a couple of years. And we, my wife and I talked about coming back up to this area and being quote unquote home again. It, it was like, okay, well, it is a lateral move. It may last a year or two. I was still applying for jobs and like just trying to see where that was going to lead us. But the chance to cover Illinois was certainly appealing. And that was a step up from covering SIU. And SIU is my alma mater and I, I loved covering them and it was great. I got to do a lot of things with that. But you know, it's a step up covering a big 10 team. So, you know, in that sense, it was a little bit of a, an increase, so to speak, but just from a financial spectrum and, and, you know, opportunity wise being a three, it was very lateral in that sense. So, you know, you, you just don't know, but it's, it's much like it is in life. I mean, you just don't know a lot of things and it would so happen that uh, a couple of years later, um, and it was tragic in this sense, but I, I believe that God worked through this as well. When Dave Benton died and got brain cancer, um, you know, that made an opportunity for Aaron Bennett, who was the sports director, to move into his seat. Matt Wetterston then moved up to sports director. And just a couple of months after Matt became sports director, and I'm still great friends with Matt to this day and Aaron, but certainly Matt, uh, he decided to get out of the business and said, Brett, I'm going to recommend that you're the sports director. That doesn't happen, Fred. I mean, you just in this business, as you well know, you don't go from the low man on the totem pole to leading the department in six months. I mean, it was incredible in that sense. But I do feel like all of the experiences and opportunity before that I tried to take advantage of by working hard had allowed me to step into that position and be successful. So, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out well, and we're super thankful uh, that it did because it's allowed us to, you know, raise our family and start our family right here with our parents and, and everyone around. So it's been great. As you reflect back, what, what do you think were some of the important factors in you getting the job originally at, at uh, WCIA? Well, I think it was relationships, number one. And that's what I tell, especially kids trying to get into the business or anyone for that matter. Like, it has to be relational in that sense. And that is absolutely no different than any other job. It's just especially true in television or any journalism, you know, media field. It's It's always about who you know, not what you know. But I think what I knew had allowed me to get that job. And, and I'm not going to just say I was a shoe in but like when I got when I came up here in 2013, it was a entry level position and I had three and a half years experience, you know, so like I felt really, really confident what I could, you know, it could have played me out of the position in a sense because I was overqualified, if that makes sense. Like, you know, they're they're trying to hire someone that's a new grad, but like I already knew the area. I grew up watching Illinois. I, I knew the history right? Like the high schools were not a problem. I already had relationships there. New Aaron Bennett, and Matt Wetterston. I mean, for them, it was a slam dunk. And when I look back on that, we had a heck of a crew there. I mean, Aaron Bennett already had uh, at that point, seven years, eight years experience in the business. Wetterston had five or six years experience in the business. I mean, we were rocking and rolling as a really, really dang good crew. And I think that set me up for success later to where the standard was so high already, Fred, where I was like, okay, I need to live up to this. And yet I need to take it even further. And I mean, that's the biggest thing that I'm really proud of in my time here. And this is a little bit the nitty gritty, right? In terms of media stuff, but 
I'm really happy and proud of what we've done here at WCI in terms of raising the bar. You know, television in a lot of markets is just kind of like that secondary media. It gets labeled as lazy a little bit in that sense from media people because, oh, well, you're just in and out of a game or especially from in high school, that's true. But like for Illinois, especially, you know, we've, we've gone to every basketball game and football game for the past decade, minus the COVID stuff where sometimes we couldn't get in, unfortunately, where they limited TV people. But like, you know, we're a strong media here, you know, like that's that's a presence like we're there every single game for Illinois football and basketball, um, whether it's a Rutgers trip in February to Piscataway or a football trip to California for a bowl game. You know what I mean? Like we're we're there. And so I take a lot of pride in that. And uh, and really that all started because of Aaron Bennett and Matt Wetterston having that bar already high. And I've just tried to take it even further in that. So people will see you on the on the six o'clock sports or 10 o'clock for maybe three minutes, four minutes. And they'll say, well, you know, that's a pretty good, pretty uh, good game. <laughs> uh, but talk about the rest of the day. I mean, I, you're working probably eight, 10, 12 hour days all, all the time. Talk about some of the things that, that people won't see uh, when you're on the camera. Yeah, I think that's part of it. That is OK. People just assume that, oh, well, they're just talking for a couple three minutes. No big deal. And. In one sense, it is. I could get up there and talk for 30 minutes about Illinois football or basketball, no problem. And we do that with our pregame shows. And that leads me into the conversation there, Fred, that, yes, it's about those three minutes on TV or a Friday night where we get 12 minutes, so to speak, you know, where we're all over the high school map. But it's about planning to make sure that three minutes is as good as possible, because just like we're talking for 20 or 30 minutes here, like we get paid to talk, right? It's, it's really not that hard for me to talk about certain things, especially like an Illinois basketball or football team. How do you condense that? It's almost harder to talk in a small portion than it is in a long portion when you know and cover things so well. And so for me, it's, it's the art of being concise and relaying a message through a TV format when I only have three to five minutes, let's say. Sometimes on a busy night, we may go five minutes on a sports cast. But like, to me, that's harder, Fred, because you only have that limited amount of time. I have to make the most of that. And so it's a, in my position as sports director, it's a lot of planning and then trying to execute what we can in that small amount of time and prioritizing what's important, right? In a radio show that's two hours, you can sit there and talk about an Illinois basketball commit for 30 minutes or in a newspaper article where uh, a lot of times you have what, 15, 20 inches in a story, whatever that may be, you can expound on a lot of things. In a web-only service, like uh, in Alana Inquirer at 24-7 Sports that we work really close with, it's the web. You can go as long as you want, right? I only have that short amount of time. In a sense, it almost becomes harder. Yet, at the same time, it's on me as sports director to not just have that newscast, right? And so for my generation that really doesn't watch the news, so to speak, how am I speaking to them? I always tell my team and ask myself, how are we staying relevant? Well, we're doing that through the web. It's, it's not just what's on the news at 6 and 10. For me, it's how are we reaching our audience through the web, through Twitter, through Facebook, through podcasts, through different things that are these evolving medias. And that web presence then becomes way more important or almost just as important, if not more, than what's on TV for that three to five minutes. And so... That fills a lot of my day with that thought of how are we staying relevant? What are we doing? And why are we doing it to reach an audience that is not going to be the traditional six and 10, you know, appointment viewer, so to speak. 
So if you would talk a little bit, I think you kind of addressed this already, but talk about one of the challenges because Illinois lately has seems like has played a lot of 8 p.m. basketball games. <laughs> Those games are going to get done maybe about 10 after 10 or 15 after 10. And you have like two minutes to prepare before you're on the air. Uh, talk about the challenges of, of that particular situation where, you know, you and sometimes you don't even know. It, it could be a football game. It might not even be done by the time you're going on the air. Yeah, that makes it really, really tough. And that goes back to that planning element that I talked about where you have to have a plan going in. And then when you're ready to execute it, hopefully it happens there. I actually love the eight o'clock basketball games, Fred, when they end about 10, 15, because a part of our team, and this is what I'm really thankful for, we're the only station in the market that has three full-time sports people. So we can really flex our muscle with that team element where I'm at the studio and if it's a home game and we have, let's say Andy Olson, who's our weekend sports guy, uh, he is at the stadium ready to go live right after the game. So just moments after the game and Illinois works really well with us here at channel three to give us a player that's live on the 10 o'clock news if they win. So we're right there for instant reaction right after the game ends on the court. We've got the highlights because the game ends. Now we can't run the highlights or we're not supposed to if the game's not over yet. That makes it really, really difficult from a TV in, which a lot of people probably don't know. But if the game is still going on, we can't run the highlights. And we also can't be live on the court if the game is going on. So if there's overtime, it makes it really tough on the 8 p.m. games. And then we've also got Bryce, who's our sports reporter, who just started a couple of months ago. When you combine that team element, we can knock it out of the park with that coverage when that game ends about 10, 10, 10, 15. Is it stressful? Absolutely. But as you well know, with deadlines, and maybe you are different, I, I don't know, you can tell me, but like, I love the adrenaline rush of a deadline and you've got to meet it. And this is what it is. And as long as technology works, which is the biggest thing there, Fred, like technology, especially on our end with TV can be just brutal with bad internet connection or cell service or whatever. Um, but as long as we have positive uh, technology, it's a ton of fun to knock those elements out of the park and like, Hey, we hit that. We nailed that. That was great coverage for our audience. Uh, I get a lot of personal enjoyment out of that. Well, and, you know, kind of going a little bit away from Illinois to, you know, the rest of the stuff that you cover that the high schools seems like you guys have such a big area. I mean, you go from Springfield to Danville, from Effingham up to Gilman. Uh, I don't know how many high schools is, is in that area, but I, I know at the Gazette, when I started, we had 50 high schools. And by the time I was done, it was about 38 or 39 due to consolidations. But I mean, I'm sure you must have 80, 90 high schools that you're, you're trying to keep track of. That uh, in itself has got to be a difficult challenge, doesn't it? It is. We've got 80 plus high schools, Fred, that we are, are in our coverage area. And there's probably some more on the fringe. We have a harder time than the newspaper. And I'm envious of the paper from this sense. You know where the papers are going, right? Like, you know, the towns that they're being distributed in. We don't know that with our over the air signal, especially we can distinguish very easily on cable who's getting us. But for instance, this market is so weird. You can go 30 minutes to the West to Leroy and technically they're not in our viewing area over cable. They don't get us. Okay. So how am I supposed to cover Leroy who on cable doesn't get us? The news Gazette does cover them. So it makes it kind of tricky over the air. People can get us in Leroy over the air. People can get us in Bloomington, Fred. I mean, like, but that's in a completely different market over in Peoria and Bloomington. Yet we can drive an hour and a half to Effingham. They are strongly in our market. People in Effingham love WCIA by and large because that's the only way they're going to see anything on TV. And so it's a very weird dynamic, especially in sports, and especially when you have a team that's making a deep run in the postseason. Am I going to 
allocate my resources to a team like Tri-Valley or Leroy or Fieldcrest that is close to where we're at, but yet Effingham is a lot farther yet that's a lot stronger Metro A for me. You know what I mean? It's just kind of a weird dynamic. And and that's on me as sports director to kind of navigate that and, and figure that out. But it's something I think about a lot with where we're at. And, and it, as big as our market is, I mean, we don't designate Springfield as like a really high profile place for us because I just don't believe a lot of people in Springfield are watching WCIA for news. And yet they're strongly in our market and it goes all the way out to Jacksonville even, you know, like, it's, it's, it's very, it puts us in a precarious spot to be able to give them the coverage that I can on Monticello or St. Joe, Muhammad, Gibson City, Tuscola, Arcola type of team. Sure. What, what's your favorite part of the job? My favorite sport is, is covering Illinois basketball because there's, there's nothing better in my eyes than a good Illinois team and the buzz that that creates. Um, whether you're there at the arena, the interactions with fans, there, there's nothing that draws more interest than an Illinois basketball team that's good. And fortunately, we've had that the past couple of years. So it's been fun to cover. Ultimately, Fred, I don't care if they win or lose. I just root for stories. And so I, I hope they win because it means I get to go more places, right? I mean, I've been everywhere from Hawaii with Illinois basketball to California to Illinois football to New York City, Madison Square Garden covered Illinois basketball. It's a lot of fun, um, you know, literally all over the map in, in terms of, you know, covering the, the teams. But that's got to be my favorite. There's nothing quite like a good Friday night, though, with high school football. Uh, that's uh, that's a second for me is is getting the opportunity to go cover and, and shine the spotlight on those kids. Because I, I was one of those kids, you know, I used to go home and get home in time to watch, uh, you know, Friday football fever for us. And, and like that was really exciting, you know, to see your team on there. So I still try and keep that in perspective of of what that means and what I hope it still means for those kids and the opportunity to to be on TV and, and have your highlight on there. Did you ever want to be a play-by-play guy as you were growing up or not? Oh, absolutely. I'd still love to pursue that if possible. It's, the problem is there's about a million other people that want to do play-by-play that probably have better voices than I do, Fred. And so, um, but yeah, I, I love play-by-play. I love the art of it. I exported in radio in college a little bit. And, and I just, I still love listening to Pat Hughes on a, on a Cubs broadcast or a really good, play-by-play person on a, on a broadcast because I, I just think it's it's an art it really is a form of art that is tough to do and and yet when you have people that do it really well especially on tv too and you mentioned influences like I love listening to Kevin Kugler uh, he's uh, now gone national with the NFL but big time play-by-play guy for the Big Ten Network and he transcends radio as well I just I think he's top-notch for what he does I love listening to him it's never about him and and he yet he brings that the best to light of what it is and you know I, yeah heck if i could do play by play like listening to brian barnhart i think he does a fantastic job like that's where i grew up listening to that and, and really starting to develop a love of what that might be so i, I think it'd be fantastic I, i'd love to do it and explore it the problem is all the games happen on the same nights i'm expected to work so it's a little tough to <laughs> explore that that's for sure well, we've been talking with Brett Behrens today, a Muhammad Seymour graduate who's the sports director at WCIA Channel 3 in Champaign. Uh, he's been there about seven years as a sports director now. Before I let you go, Brett, anything else you'd like to add? No, I'm just super grateful for the opportunity to 
have the job I do. I try not to take it for granted any day that I walk into this place because I know the standard is so high for what it has been before me. And so it's my job to try and elevate that standard, leave this place whenever that time may come better than what I found it. And, and knowing that there's a big responsibility on my shoulders to produce great content and to try and take that to the next level, uh, whatever that may be. And so, yeah, I, I'm just super happy and, and thankful for the opportunity and and thankful that Illinois has been a little bit better here. Uh, we've had some great high school teams in my times here as well that, that make that job fun and rewarding in that sense to get to do some really cool things. And not everyone gets to have this job. So, uh, you know, there's only been a handful of sports directors in the past 20, 30 years dating back to Dan Roan, who is retiring at the end of next month. And so, you know, I, I, uh, I'm just grateful for that opportunity. And I think before Dan, I, I grew up with Tom Shanding. So that's, uh, that's how far back I go. And uh, Tom Shanding's back, back in the 60s. And, you know, that was back too when, when uh, WCIA broadcast a lot of the Illinois basketball games themselves. So yeah. there wasn't the, 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 you know, the network like there is now. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot different now, but you know what, in, in a sense, it's still very much the same. And we're trying to produce high quality content and, you know, give our viewers the coverage that they can't get anywhere else, you know, and, and as the Illini station of, you know, Illinois athletics, in a sense, we we do our best to do that and, and certainly want to highlight those high school kids as well. I think that's, that's really, really important. And so we try and do our best to have a balance of both and, and um, you know, give, give the audience what they deserve and that's high quality content. Brett, thank you very much for your time today. Sure. Appreciate it. Thanks, Fred.